0: They say markets work a certain way. They say if you want high returns, you have to accept higher risks. Cox Automotive says you take the upside, we'll take the risk. Introducing Upside by Cox Automotive, the all-new way to wholesale that turns that old wisdom upside down. Visit taketheupside.com to learn more.
1: Welcome to Daily Drive for Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022.
2: I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show... LG commits to a $3.2 billion plan in Tennessee. Mazda's plan to catch up on EVs totals $11 billion. And Lithia hires Aston Martin's former America's president. Plus, the new Toyota Prius turned heads at last week's LA Auto Show. We'll hear more about it from David Chris, head of Toyota's brand sales in North America. We have a very
3: loyal base of Prius owners
2: who have always loved the Prius. But this car i think will appeal to people that may not have looked at other creases let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry south korea's lg chem says it will
1: invest about 3.2 billion dollars to build a battery cathode factory in tennessee the announcement comes as lg ramps up plans to meet rising demand for u.s electric vehicle components LG says mass production at the plant in Clarksville, Tennessee is set to start in the second half of 2025, and the plant will create more than 850 jobs. By 2027, the plant is slated to produce 120,000 tons of cathode materials a year, enough to power about 1.2 million EVs. It's expected to supply cathode materials to Ultium Cells, a battery joint venture between an LG Chem
2: subsidiary and General Motors. Mazda will invest almost $11 billion into electrification through 2030 with a string of new partnerships. They'll target everything from batteries and motors to computer chips in an attempt to catch up in the global race for new technologies. The plan could include EV production in the U.S. as early as 2026. Under the strategy, Mazda will partner with Envision AESC Group, a Tokyo-based battery maker that also has investments from Nissan. The move will also include a semiconductor partnership with Japanese electronics group Rome for advanced inverter chips. Toyota is dialing down global output in December. That's after it slashed
1: its fiscal year production outlook by half a million vehicles due to ongoing supply chain upheaval. The world's largest automaker said today that it expects to make only about 700,000 vehicles worldwide next month. In recent months, even as Toyota cut output from its original plan, production clipped along around 800,000 vehicles a month. Production suspensions will affect four lines in three plants in Japan. Interrupted products include the popular Toyota RAV4 crossover, 4Runner SUV, as well as a slew of Lexus crossovers and the
2: brand's ES sedan and retail giant lithia has hired former aston martin america's and mercedes-benz usa executive adam chamberlain he'll serve as regional president of operations for the growing auto retailers east region chamberlain's arrival at lithia comes just weeks after his departure as president of aston martin's america's region chamberlain had joined the british ultra luxury brand in mid-november 2021 earlier this month Aston Martin picked McLaren veteran Tony Joseph to take over for Chamberlain. Chamberlain was previously vice president of sales and product management at Mercedes-Benz USA. He was named an automotive news rising star in 2017. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, LG investing a lot of money into a battery cathode factory in Tennessee. Would you say this is another win for GM and their acceleration to produce more EVs? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, big help for GM. You know,
1: LG has been a, a really critical partner for them. And to get this kind of investment, you know, you think about all the money that GM is having to spend to turn their business around from entirely, you know, gasoline burning or maybe a little diesel, but mostly gas burning to uh, electric. It's just very expensive. So having a strong partner who can put in that kind of money
2: really is, helps and it's going to really jumpstart their progress toward EVs makes sense. Uh, Coming up, we'll hear from Toyota's David Chris about the radically redesigned Prius that the automaker showed off last week in LA. That's next on Daily Drive. Slate Money is a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the world of business and finance, hosted by Felix Salmon, Elizabeth Spires, and me, Emily Peck. Confused by crypto? Can't keep up with the metaverse? Wondering why the price of just about everything keeps rising? The Slate Money podcast is here for you. Listen to Slate Money every Saturday morning, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Some dealers say it's not worth taking a trade they won't retail. They say if it doesn't fit their brand, they'd rather pass. Cox Automotive says now you can easily see the profit in any trade and never risk losing that new customer introducing upside by cox automotive the only way to wholesale that turns that old wisdom upside down every vehicle you place in the upside digital auction is backed by our guaranteed minimum price so you never risk a loss and when a vehicle sells for more than our guarantee you keep the lion's share of the upside it's a -a one-of-a-kind auction that gives you an alternative to accepting wholesale losses and it's built on the principles of the country's top performing wholesale sellers so your vehicles have the best possible chance to get bids and get bought Dealers taking advantage of Upside's game-changing policies are already saying yes to more trades and making more money, all while never risking a loss. Sound too good to be true? Visit TakeTheUpside.com now to learn more.
1: Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. How long are you gonna keep making hybrids? That's the big question coming from Toyota's critics, according to the automaker's global design chief, Simon Humphreys. Toyota's answer might well be hybrids today, hybrids tomorrow, hybrids forever. And that's reflected in the dramatically redesigned fifth generation Prius that the company unveiled last week. Shortly before the reveal, I caught up with David Christ, Group Vice President and General Manager of the Toyota Division at Toyota Motor North America, just down the road from the Los Angeles Auto Show. Here's our conversation. David Christ, welcome to Daily Drive.
3: Hello, great to be with you. Tell me what it is that you're most excited about this new Prius. So the Prius we originally launched in 1997, so it's 25 years old, believe it or not, hmm. fifth generation. We're really excited about this, this product. Um, I think what's great about it is it, it keeps the, the tradition of the great MPG story, which has always been the Prius story at 57 combined MPG, hmm. but it adds this incredibly dynamic, beautiful product. The, the exterior styling is just exceptional and it adds performance driving dynamics that a Prius has never had before. So you get better acceleration, better driving dynamics, better handling, all with that great MPG story. So it's really kind of the whole package now. The the Prius styling had been exceptional. It just wasn't necessarily appreciated uh, by everyone. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we have a very loyal base of Prius owners who have always loved the Prius. But this car, I think, will appeal to people that may not have looked at other Priuses. And as I mentioned, with all three things hitting on all cylinders, we're in we're in strong shape here. I read
1: today that Toyota is planning to sell only the uh, Prime Prius in Europe, or the plug-in hybrid version in Europe. Where do you see that in the
3: mix in the US? Yeah, so we think it's gonna be a really great choice for a lot of consumers, and we are gonna sell it in volume. The Prime is a great alternative for people that have daily commutes and want to be all electric for their short daily commute. Uh, the Prime is going to have go from twenty-five electric miles to forty. So that's a significant improvement, and we think for a lot of people they'll be they'll be able to do all of their daily activities all electric. And then still
1: have the cushion if they do drive a little extra or they get stuck in a traffic jam. Exactly, uh, they can create their own electricity
3: no, on board. No range anxiety.
1: So, have you disclosed pricing yet or time? We haven't,
3: and we probably won't until uh, early December. Okay. So, it's a little premature on that.
1: Sure. So, I remember 1997. That was my first ever auto show. And I got to uh, drive the original Prius uh, prototype at the Fuji test track and all that great stuff. And for so long, especially within the second generation, you know, Prius became synonymous with hybrid and now you have hybrids pretty much all across the Toyota lineup. How does that change what Prius needed to be?
3: Yeah, so we call it the car that started it all because it really became synonymous with the whole electrification movement, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we were very proud of that. Um, now, there's a lot of great choices with high MPG cars, uh, hybrids, battery electric vehicles. There's just a lot more electrified choices. Mm-hmm. But we still think Prius has a strong story for us. And not only will it appeal to Prius customers that have been very loyal and bought almost every Prius, it will also appeal to other people who want a, uh, an ac- economical but fun and good-looking car for daily commuting. It seems like as the hybrid technology
1: has moved into other Toyotas, it's tended to play better in the market and it seems like your your product development has shifted more toward using it for performance, more so than trying to get Prius-like fuel economy numbers out of a RAV4 or something like that. But So I was curious if I thought maybe the new Prius would be a hyper you know, hypermiler type vehicle but it seems like it's really following that same pattern. Let's you know give people the fun to drive yep. uh, experience that they want within a hybrid. Yeah,
3: you're exactly right and we really wanted this car to be a dynamic performer as well as a strong performer on MPG.
1: So I also read that uh, there were some differences of opinions among the uh, top leadership including uh, Akio Toyota uh, suggesting maybe it should be more of a I don't want to say econobox, but a more, you know, keep it a a low cost, mass volume uh, product, maybe for taxis or other fleets. Um, But that the other executives pushed back and said, no, we need to make this an aspirational car and something that people really want. How does it have to perform in the U.S. to show that the right decision was made with this, uh, the styling and, and performance
3: yeah, I think, I think our sales plan is um, meaningful, and it's a significant amount of volume. So I think what you hit on that second item, the, the dynamic vehicle, is what was produced. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll be able to succeed with this car, both with Toyota loyalists, but also with people that may not have considered it uh, Prius in
1: the past. Thinking about you know hybrids being such an important part of Toyota's lineup, but also over time I mean, leasing has traditionally been an important part of it too do you see leasing coming back more whether it's you know with a, an important vehicle like this or just the rising of interest rates and evolution of the economy
3: yeah i think the decline in leasing in the market is more a function of the pricing dynamic that's happening incentives are low transaction prices are higher um so, I do think leasing will come back, and we do think that it's going to be uh, again an important part of what we do when when incentives are more normal again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right now, obviously we're we're selling everything we build, so the whole industry has cut back on incentives. Uh, but when those incentives come back the leasing will get back uh, to where it was i think that'll be a a priority maybe for the incentives that you do choose to use. yeah we always want a good leasing portfolio so that we can talk to those customers in three years or you know most leases are three years Mm -hmm. in the industry and uh, i think every brand is similar in that way
1: i just saw the uh, bz crossover concept uh, in uh, matte black it was very sharp how what is the likelihood is that that looks like it's pretty ready to go into production?
3: So it's an amazing product. Uh, obviously, it's a concept car and it's a styling direction. Uh, but BZ is a global brand and it is a brand that we started selling here with bz four x. And uh, you know obviously we'll we'll gauge it by the reaction to the car, but my reaction was like yours. it's pretty pretty damn great looking car.
1: <laughs> so I haven't seen the bZ four x in person yet. Uh, but that's going to go back on sale it, soon, right? It is back on sale. It yes. is back on sale. Uh, will we start seeing them in decent numbers?
3: Yeah, you know, we uh, the first year sales plan is about eight thousand cars. Um, so and then it ramps up from there.
1: And so when might we see whether it's a, a crossover like this, um, a, a
3: second BZ or a second all electric Toyota? Yeah, so we don't have any announcement on the concept car you're going to see here today or any other additions to the BZ lineup, but we are focused on selling the BZ we have.
1: Start with the BZ4X and then uh, yeah. build from there exactly. as, as it grows. Exactly. Of course, the other iconic vehicle uh, that is uh, you know lower volume, but uh, the, the Mirai, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, driving that uh, this weekend. What's the response like to it? And and how do you try to think about that car and its, you know, given its geographic limitations and volume limitations?
3: So the Mirai doesn't get enough, I think, credit, in my opinion, for how amazing the product and the technology is. Uh, We only sell it through 10 dealerships in California. And the reason for that is just the limited infrastructure. We can only sell so many because there's only so many uh, hydrogen fueling stations. The good news is that obviously those investments by the state of California were put on hold because of COVID, but now those uh, investment dollars are flowing again mm. and more uh, fueling stations are coming online. So we do hope to expand our ability to sell Mirai in the future. We think it's an amazing technology that can help save the planet and uh, we really believe in it. All
1: right. David, Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. David Christ is head of sales for the Toyota brand in North America. We spoke last week during the LA Auto Show. You can find all of our coverage of the
2: show at autonews.com. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer, Jake Neer, for his help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on electrification, manufacturing, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for
1: our conversation with Lucid CEO Peter Rawlinson. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.